0: Today we're talking about conversion rate and if you're a long time listener you will know that website conversion rate is one of our favorite topics in all of digital marketing and that's because it's one of the most important metrics in your entire campaign. Here's why. Conversion rate is the percentage of people that turn into conversions i.e. a lead or a sale out of all the people that visit your website. If you have a good conversion rate i.e. a high percentage then you're getting lots of leads and sales for the traffic that's coming to your site. If you have a low conversion rate, then you obviously need much more traffic to get that same volume of leads and sales. So what this really means is that conversion rate has a big impact on the profitability and effectiveness of any of your digital marketing campaigns for generating leads and sales. So that's why we tend to spend a lot of time thinking about it and identifying what can increase conversion rates. So in this episode, I'm going to share eight reasons why your conversion rate might suck (laughs) to put not too fine a point on it. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja podcast. My name's Tim. I'm head ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing agency. We help businesses generate more leads and sales from their website. And that is exactly what this show is here for as well. So today we're going to be talking about the eight reasons why your conversion rate might suck or be suboptimal if we're to use more (laughs) correct language. Um, But before we get stuck into the eight reasons, let's talk a little bit about why conversion rate is so important. Because if you've been in the Exposure Ninja world for any length of time, you'll know that we're absolutely fanatical about it. This is not the first episode that we've done about conversion rate at all and it will not be the last and there's a very good reason for that and that is because it is the single most important metric that defines the success or failure of your digital marketing campaigns. Your conversion rate is a percentage of people that land on your website which convert, become a lead or sale. So if you have a high conversion rate you can send some traffic to your site and you get a a nice healthy percentage of people turning into leads or sales. If you have a low conversion rate, then obviously you need to drive much more traffic to your website in order to get that same number of leads and sales. So if you're running ads, for example, and you have a high conversion rate, then you're cost per lead your cost per sale is lower if you're running ads and you have a low conversion rate then your cost per sale is higher so it means that you have to spend more to get customers if you have a low conversion rate. Before we go into the eight reasons why your conversion rate might suck I'm making one massive assumption and that is that your website is actually trying to convert visitors i.e. you've got prominent calls to action, you think that they're compelling. We've covered the basics of CRO, things like prominent calls to action, page layout and stuff like that in other podcast episodes and in loads of videos on our Exposure Ninja YouTube channel. This isn't that. This is more like a troubleshooting thing. If your conversion rate is lower than you'd like, we're going to talk about eight reasons why that might be the case. The first and in many ways the most common reason for a lower than desirable conversion Conversion rate is that you're attracting the wrong type of person to your website. This can take many forms from having a tone of voice which isn't targeted to the particular customer that you're trying to find to having content on your site which is optimized or written for a different type of person. One of the sites we were reviewing in a digital marketing teardown session that we ran on YouTube today was 8x8, the VoIP phone uh, provider. And When we had a look at the content on their blog, we found that the best ranking and The the content on their blog that was driving the most organic traffic was all about different area codes different phone area codes from around the US. So what they've done is they've written blog posts about all of the different area codes and they've included information about that location they've included some beautiful images they've talked about the different things that are in that location and they've got these like say 919 area code pages to rank really well if somebody searches 919 919 area code but the conversion rate from these pages will be absolutely dreadful because if i'm searching for a particular area code the chances that i want to buy a virtual phone number or i want to buy a voip service are extremely small right the conversion rate from that is going to be like fractions of a percent and this is quite a common thing in the video version of this podcast i show you livechat.com and they're going to have a similar issue. They've got posts on their blog, like the ultimate guide to email marketing, which is fine, but they're not selling email marketing. They're selling live chat software. But like I say, this is quite a common thing where a business will look at relevant keywords in their space. They'll see that search volumes aren't that high. So they'll start to move out a little bit and they'll say, well, that sort of term over there, that's got really great volume. Now it's maybe not 100% relevant, but maybe we could kind of twist it a little bit and make it work. And sometimes you can, but a lot of the time that traffic is just completely irrelevant. Like 919 area code, yes, it's something to do with phones, but it's so far away from what that business offers that the chances of showing someone that and them saying, oh, do you know what? I've been really meaning to get a VoIP service are so small. So if you've got a lot of content on your site, which is targeted at informational terms like that, that aren't really your target audience, then that's going to massively reduce your your site-wide. Website conversion rate because you're going to be getting loads of traffic for those terms. They're really very popular, loads of visibility, loads of searches for them, but the number of conversions that you'll get will be really small. So that's going to lower your site wide conversion rate. Now, by the way, it's not necessarily a dreadful thing. There are lots of reasons why you might want to have content on your site. You might have that content as a way of picking up links, you might have that content as a way of building topical authority about a particular topic. So this isn't to say that it's an awful strategy and you should never do it at all. But this is one of the reasons why your conversion rate might look low even though actually it's not as bad as things first appear. So that's reason number one. You're attracting the wrong type of person to your website. You're attracting someone who is not ready to buy so we can't expect them to convert. Reason number two that you might have a terrible conversion rate is that you're using the wrong traffic channels to reach your target audience. Conversion rates vary wildly depending on the traffic channel. Let's take a real life example, okay? I'm locked outside my house. I've just snapped my key off in the front door. I can't get in. I pull out my phone. I type in locksmith and I click on a Google ad. On that website, my conversion rate is going to be very high on the website that pops up because I'm in the moment of need. Contrast this with someone who's watching Love Island on the sofa. They've got their phone open. They're scrolling through Facebook. They click on a post, an organic post from a locksmith. Smith on Facebook and somehow end up on their website. What's the conversion rate of that going to be? It's going to be really small. So what we'll often find is that for different businesses, different traffic channels can have very different conversion rates because of where people are at In the buyer journey and how relevant they are. It's particularly tempting for businesses to jump on something like TikTok, for example, at the moment, and see how easy it is to build organic visibility and build a following on TikTok and think, right, the answer to our marketing problems is we're going to become TikTok superstars and we're going to do all these choreographed dance moves and all this horrendous, cringy stuff that you see going on. Now, yes, whilst it might be possible to build an audience on TikTok, and that might be a really long term strategy, is to build up visibility, whilst it's easy to get organic visibility in the hope that one day there is a useful business case for an accountancy firm being on TikTok. Back in today, that traffic is going to be very, very low quality for your business if, unless you're targeting the TikTok type audience. So this isn't to say that TikTok isn't the right strategy for you or whatever social channel is the right strategy for you at all. That's not what I'm saying. If TikTok continues to grow, then absolutely we will all be on TikTok at some point, but we will probably not be doing choreographed dances. So this isn't to write off any particular channel. It's to take a look at the channels that your audience is actually spending their time on. And many businesses don't really know what channels their best customers spend the majority of their time on. Do they spend that time on LinkedIn? Do they spend that time on Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or YouTube? so this is about understanding where they hang out and making sure you're kind of matching their attention with your attention. So if you've built up a huge visibility on TikTok, being a, an accountant and you're driving loads of people to your website, and finding that your conversion rate isn't there, that's why. So that was the second reason that your conversion rate might suck, which is you're using the wrong traffic channel to meet your audience. The third reason your conversion rate might suck is that your website doesn't have what people want on it. There are a couple of different flavors of this. Firstly, what people might want might be something completely different to what your product or service is offering, i.e. there actually isn't demand. We sometimes get sites that are sent through to us at Exposure Ninja and we look at the product or service and it feels like a bit of a kind of I don't want to say a crazy idea but but something that hasn't been market tested let's say there hasn't been market feedback someone has gone a long way down the line of building this product or this service and actually the demand just isn't there you see this on dragons Den as well you see these people come in with these crazy inventions and the dragons are like it's just not a business, right? So that's the first possibility. It's very difficult to self-identify if that's you. The only way to do it is to get market feedback, to drive traffic, and if possible, to do some audience testing where they don't know that you are the originator of the product, so they will give you real legit feedback. But let's assume for a minute that your product is broadly viable. Your website might not have what people want because you're not telling them about the things that are most important. Let me explain with an example again from the website teardown session we had today. A fantastic business. Let me talk you through an example from the website teardowns that we ran today. Um, Someone submitted their site abacus11plus.co.uk and when you first land on the site it doesn't look like the sort of Thing that you would want if you're a target customer for this business, which is, by the way, the parents and the students that are trying to get through the 11 plus exam to get into their desired school. So, if you were a customer for this business, you would want to know that the tutors are reliable or well educated, the process works. You'd want to know that there is credibility behind it because this is an important phase of you or your child's life. But when you land on the website, you don't get that immediately. It doesn't Tell you that you have to dig around to find that information. So, the conversion rate on a site like that might be really low, not because the business isn't viable, but because the business isn't presenting what people want nice and upfront, right? They're being forced to dig through to find it. And a lot of people just won't dig if that's the case. So if your website isn't presenting what you do for people in a way that really appeals to them, you can find that you have a very low conversion rate. So that's the third reason that your website conversion rate might suck is that your website isn't giving people what they want. The fourth reason is that you might be using the wrong offer for the stage of the sales funnel. Basically, you're asking, for too much too soon let's use another example last time you bought a car you probably opened an app found a car that you liked contacted the dealer what they didn't do is send you an invoice and ask you how you'd like to pay okay that's not the sales process for buying a car. The sales process for buying the car is more gentle and it's a more consultative approach. But this is exactly the mistake that a lot of websites make. They ask too much too soon and they try to go in for the kill too early. Making the right offer to get a good conversion rate is all about understanding perceived risk. If your audience is on your site, there is a perceived risk of taking an action. What you have to do is outweigh that risk with a benefit if you want to present an offer to your website audience which gets a high conversion rate you need to understand where they are at in the buyer journey we often use an Exposure Ninja the ADA model attention interest desire action so this is the process that people go through when they buy something the first thing that happens is a solution comes into their attention. They then take an interest in it and start researching and finding out a bit more. They then move into the desire phase, which is why they might search for something with a particular commercial intent keyword. Then they move into the action phase, which is where they're ready to take an action and they're ready to buy. One of the most common problems and the common causes of a low conversion rate is we have content on our website, which is targeting the awareness phase, i.e. really at the top of the funnel with an action focus call to action. Let me give you another example. Let's imagine that you're a furniture business and you've got a blog post called 10 clever ideas for furniture in small living rooms right? So you're targeting people that have small living rooms and you're giving them some tips on how to maximize use of the space. Things like using mirrors to make the place look bigger or you know whatever those tips might be. That's not my vibe. (laughs) So now if you are running that sort of content what you might do is include your products in that list of things. So you might say well let's have a you know corner sofa or whatever and then you might link through to a corner sofa on your site that people can buy. This isn't a bad approach at all because some people will go through and buy. But if we think about where that buyer or where that person is at in their buying journey, if I'm searching for 10 clever ideas for small living rooms or I'm clicking on that blog post, I'm probably not ready to be buying furniture yet. I'm still probably in the awareness phase of the buying cycle. So a commercial intent, uh, a purchase call to action actually might not be right for me. What might work better for someone who's reading a blog post like that would be downloading a guide or signing up for the ultimate guide to decorating small living rooms or furnishing small living rooms or something like that. So it might actually be an information piece that gives them more info, gives them specific recommendations or gives them some downloadable floor templates that they can use or something like that, which is much more targeted to someone who is in that state of the buying process. Then once you've got their email address, you can run retargeting ads to them, you can put them in your email list, and you can send them content and information knowing that they're at some point going to be buying furniture for a small living room. So if you've got a low conversion rate from your blog post and you think actually, they're pretty well targeted for our audience, it might just be that you're asking for too much too soon. And giving people a softer call to action that's more informational might be a better way of getting them into your world and moving them along in their buying process. So so think about a slippery slope. How can you make your website content and your sales process a really slippery slope? So people get hooked on you. They come into your world, and then when they're ready to buy, which might be a little point down the line, you're there in front of them. So that is reason number four: is that the offer you're presenting people doesn't match where they're at in the sales funnel. Reason number five that your website's conversion rate might suck is uh, I don't know how to say this. Maybe your website looks bad. <laughs> If so, mm, sorry, not sorry. Here's the thing. Website design standards have evolved loads over the last few years. When I started Exposure Ninja in 2012, I would build sites myself. Now my design is probably a little bit better than where it was, maybe only one or two percent. But today I wouldn't even design a blog featured image because the standards in the bar has continually raised for what people see online. Thanks to templates and easy website builders and improved mobile phone photography, all of our expectations of the aesthetic of what we see on the internet has increased. And what this means is that poorly designed or homemade looking websites stand out more than ever. Back in the day, they were slightly endearing and there are some situations where a a kind of more amateur design site can do you some favours if it feels more consistent with the brand. But on the whole, if you're going up against competitors with well-designed sites, a poorly designed site is only going to hurt your conversion rate. Now, there are some particular areas in which about Badly designed site can really hurt you. Number one is mobile friendliness. I'm not talking about does your site actually work on mobile. I'm talking about does it look really good on mobile. So a lot of homemade sites, they'll be designed for one particular screen size, the size that they've been designed on. But when you look at that site on a larger screen or a smaller screen or even an in-betweeny screen, things start to break. Layouts start, you know, the responsive trigger points don't quite match up and it looks a little bit amateur. So those things can really impact conversion rate. The second problem is that people can sometimes use low contrast color pairs. So something that looks okay on their desktop, for example, when you transfer that on mobile it's barely readable. So there's an accessibility side here. But there's also if people are looking at their phones in, you know, broad daylight, you you need to make sure that your colors on your site are easy to read and that your text copy is easy to read on the backgrounds. Another common website design faux pas is overly generic stock imagery or low low quality e-commerce product photos these types of things can really harm conversions particularly if the site looks a little bit generic and the stock images are, are kind of adding to that impression actually it makes the business look smaller rather than bigger which is their goal of having the people in the you know the fancy office building all neatly pristinely other things like links don't look like links buttons don't look like buttons menus don't include proper links or they don't really work on mobile or you lose the cascading functionality on mobile those types of things can all really impact website usability but you've got to be honest with yourself if you want to build your business if you want your business to represent you best if your site doesn't look good if you're not proud of it if you wouldn't put it up in front of a room full of your perfect customers and say this is my website you've got to embrace that kind of sense of embarrassment and and listen to it don't ignore it this is really important people are judging the quality of your business on the quality of your website because they have nothing else to go on when they land on it. So it's really important that you don't ignore that reason number five that your conversion rate might suck because your website looks bad. Reason number six your conversion rate might suck is that your website doesn't build trust with the visitor. Earning trust is really hard. It's hard in person It's even harder online, particularly in certain markets, or if your website isn't really as attractive as it could be. If your website isn't trustworthy, people are going to be much more reluctant to give it their contact details or to take things further with you. There are a few different trust signals that you can use, we call them credibility triggers. The first is use of review stars. This is a great way to kind of shortcut trust into people's heads, particularly if you have a lot of reviews we particularly like studying at some of the I'm going to say murkier markets, things like accident claims, compensation, those types of spaces, you know, Viagra, we buy things fast, that type of thing. These spaces are really interesting to study from a conversion perspective, because one of the things that all of these sites has to do is build credibility very, very quickly. They're paying a lot for their ad clicks, they've got a less than stellar reputation in society as a So the websites have to work really hard to get that trust from the visitor. I love the National Accident Helpline site. I'm going to try and talk you through what their homepage does because it is absolutely brilliant from a trust building perspective. So at the top of the page in the menu, we have a phone number and above the phone number, it says open today 8am to 9pm. This builds trust because there is nothing more trustworthy than being able to talk to someone whenever you need to. Okay, so the fact that they've got both a phone number prominently displayed and massive opening hours immediately builds trust. Then the headline on the page says National Accident Helpline is the UK's leading provider of personal injury advice, services and support. Every day we help hundreds of people who have been injured in accidents. This headline, yes, it describes what they do, but it is pure trust and credibility building. Saying every day we help hundreds of people who've been injured in accidents. What's that doing? It's just building social proof, isn't it? It's saying if you're considering using us every day, hundreds of people make that same choice. So it's really powerful from a credibility perspective. Now we're still talking above the fold here. The next thing that we see is their trust pilot rating where we can see they've got an excellent 4.7 rating and 19,415 reviews. Well this is brilliant because not only is the star rating good but believably good at 4.7. It's not 5, it's 4.7 which is believably good but we've got a large number of reviews as well. 19,000 reviews tells us that we would not be the first person to trust this business. So again, there's de-risking and it's building social proof. We then have three bullet points. We're still talking above the fold here. Firstly, we are supportive. Every day we help hundreds of people credibility, experienced, we have over 26 years of service, again, credibility, and thirdly, trusted, rated excellent by thousands on Trustpilot. So all of the text copy above the fold on the National Accident Helpline is designed to build trust. So it's well worth it as a case study to go and look at how you can build trust with your business through a website because they have a much harder job than you I'm willing to bet on building trust with their audience. So that is conversion killer number six, your site does doesn't build trust with the visitor. The seventh reason your conversion rate might suck is that your site loads too slowly. This is a really simple one, but it's so often overlooked. Walmart found that every one second improvement to their page load time brought about a 2% conversion increase. For Walmart, that's a big deal. So the only thing worse than a bad looking site or a bad looking site that doesn't build trust is a bad looking site that doesn't build trust and takes ages to load. As more people are relying on mobile internet connections than wired or Wi-Fi, this becomes even more important. Even as 4 and 5G offer greater download speeds, still... The bar is much higher on mobile, and it's much more difficult to get a site loading quickly on mobile. Our favourite tool is the Google PageSpeed Insights tool, which you can just find by googling PageSpeed Insights. It not only tells you how fast your pages are for actual users on Chrome, but it'll also tell you whether your site passes Google's Core Web Vitals test, which is going to be a ranking factor from May 21. So. If you're listening to this before then, great, you've got time to sort it. So if you're listening to this episode before May 2021, then hey, you've got time to fix it. If you're listening to this episode after May 2021, then you're already living in this brave new world. Before I give you the eighth and final reason your conversion rate might suck... I wanted to offer you some free help with your digital marketing our agency Exposure Ninja works with hundreds of clients in every imaginable market around the world to help drive more traffic and more conversions through their websites and we want to help you free of charge if you want to increase the volume of leads and sales that your website generates then we have a free review process where we'll ask you a few questions about your website, about your marketing goals over the next 12 months. We'll then go away, do some research. We'll have a look at your site. We'll have a look at how you're driving traffic. We'll have a look at how your competitors are doing. We'll put all of our recommendations into a 15-minute video, which we will then send to you by email, usually within three working days. This service is completely free. There's no obligation to use us as your agency, and it is fantastic. So go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review to request your free website and digital marketing review today. That's ExposureNinja.com forward slash review. Okay, back to the show. So the eighth reason that your website conversion rate might suck is that your website is stale. There's a few different ways that a visitor can tell if your website is stale. Firstly, if the design is a little bit old fashioned, so you might want to Freshen that thing up. You might want to lose those drop shadows on the buttons. You might want to square off some corners here and there. You might want to reduce some of the white space. You might want to update your website copyright notice at the bottom of the page from 2016. So that's the first thing, the kind of technical stuff. But below the surface, one of the things that can happen is businesses will be so busy publishing new content on their site that they forget to update the old stuff. And whether it's a buyer's guide, which links to products that no longer exist or references to, you know, O.J. Simpson's stellar football record, there are always little tells in old content or maybe it's the date of the post, you know, from 2018 or something. There are always little tells in the content that tell people that this isn't a current piece. And this impacts conversion rate because... If you've noticed when you're using the internet you value freshness, you value recency. Whether it's when you're searching through Google you find yourself clicking on the more recent posts or whether it's looking at a news story you want to find the one that's most recent, we're all kind of continually conditioned to value newness and freshness. So We need to play that game on our website content as well. When we're working with clients, some of the lowest hanging fruit we find is actually going back to their old content and updating it, refreshing it, adding more tips, going through and adding a bit more bulk in certain areas, updating things that might have changed. This can often breathe a new lease of life into that post or into that article, which can improve its ranking and improve the conversion rate of that content as well. So don't just think that because something is already out there, it's done everything that it can and it's kind of life has come to an end. Actually, you can often go back to that stuff and breathe a bit of new life into it and get a whole new cycle of leads and sales from that. So those are the eight reasons that your conversion rate might suck. We looked at At number one, you're attracting the wrong type of visitor onto your site. Number two, you're using the wrong traffic channels to try and reach your visitors. Number three, your website doesn't have what people want. Either you're selling something that people don't want or you're not presenting the things that people want as prominently as you could do. The fourth reason we looked at was you're using the wrong offer for the place in the sales funnel that your audience is at. Then we looked at how your website's appearance can impact your visitors acceptance of your business and your their tendency to convert. We looked at use of trust and particularly talked about national accident helpline and how businesses in those sorts of spaces have to work really hard so they can be a great example to go and look at as case studies. Then we talked about website load speed and then finally we talked about old-fashioned stale content and how that can impact your conversion rate. So I hope you found this useful. If you have then please consider subscribing to the Exposure Ninja podcast and leaving us a review as well. We love reading the re- reviews, it makes a big difference. So let us know what sorts of things you want us to cover in future episodes. Don't forget also to check out the Exposure Ninja YouTube channel. We post typically one or two videos a week. Sometimes they're really awesome. (laughs) They're always really awesome. Uh, Go and check them out. We have loads of breakdowns. We do lives every week as well. Uh, You can also follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook to watch the lives. Every week we bring websites on, we rip them apart live and then the owners carry the wreckage back (laughs) and they begin the rebuilding process. So that's it for this week. See you soon.